something a little different for NJPW Strong this week. First of all, let's talk about the crowd. Full, frenetic, like a chant. I like a crowd who likes a chant. Yes, but they got something different this week because I want to talk about this first because it was so different. Alex Coglin has got an open invitation, of course, and um, he's not won very many of them, but this is not about winning, it's about learning. And this week, it's Josh Barnett. Yeah, MMA scion, Josh Barnett. Fantastic to see something a bit different. First of all, though, let's let's um, enjoy Kevin Kelly being back. I haven't minded Matt Raywald. I hope this doesn't mean that Matt Morris is going to be back in the in the ring. I really hope not. Anyway, first of all, we've got Leo Rush and Adrian Quest. That's going to be a fast on your feet tag team, ain't it? Versus Stray Dog Army of Bateman and Mysterioso. Power. Power versus speed. Your basis. Really nice match, this. Now, Mysterioso takes Quest all over the place. After falling victim to a rather nice head scissors, he's, he's, he's taking him all over the ring, having a bit of fun with him. Bateman then bit, picks um, Quest off the top strand, just dumps him. But Quest comes back with a lovely poison runner because he can do it, as you know. And rushes in, deals with both Bateman and Mysterio, so that avoidance he does. It's just lovely. Quicker than a hiccup, as uh, as Jim Ross, get well soon, JR, would say. And then there's a great rush falcon arrow type move on Bateman. Bateman's not small, he's tall and big. Extraordinary. Bateman then hits a nasty brain buster on, on um, Leo Rush for the two count. And there's a great Mysterioso headbutt moonsault. Or moonsault headbutt. Either way, it's new stuff I ain't seen before. Great. The end comes when Rush hits the rush hour, low cutter, and then you get Quest's corkscrew off the top for the pin. What a great match that was. Don't get too lazy, though. Don't settle back with a mimosa, because now it's time for Josh Barnett with Alex Coglin. Now, they used to um, train together, apparently. Coglin went to uh, Barnett's um, very difficult, I presume, training school to get some grappling experience. It's really good, this. I have to say, you get loads of takedowns and counters. At one point, Coglin bridges out of a test of strength and tries one of his own. Then um, Barnett takes him over. There's uh, a reverse to the leg scissors from Alex Coglin. Then Barnett gets out of that. Looks a bit tired, to be honest, but gets back to tie up the leg. Hits huge forearms, does Josh. Massive suplex. In fact, two of them. Huge. They're kind of suplex takedowns, really. But then Coglin breaks out of a, an arm bar to a single leg Boston. Barnett comes back with a really nasty kick in the face. He gets right on that thick tash. He really does. And they both go for deadlifts. Coglin gets it, of course, takes him over. Barnett's massive. Then he holds on, lifts him again. For a round of applause, quite right. And then it's a lariat for a long two. It's brilliant, this. Full of action. Great German suplex from um, Barnett for a two count. And then a cradle buster into the leg lock for the tap. 
and he does not off big Alex Coglin up. So he should. Great match. Really loved that. Tough work, really well done. And something a bit different as well. What's also a bit different is Lucas Riley being fed to Jonah. That's what'll happen here, won't it? Well, actually, despite the Jonah's going to kill you chance, and him holding Lucas Riley up for about a minute in the vertical suplex, as uh, Kevin Kelly talks, well, he, he makes an opaque reference to him not getting the matches he wanted, even though he was US champion. Oh, there's an opaque reference to the WWE, isn't it? Lucas Riley comes back, hits two shots, hits a kick, tries to, to fight him, puts a couple of shots in that makes Jonah stumble, which is nice, then runs into a huge clothesline. There's a nasty Jonah backdrop suplex. Doesn't pin him. Oh, no, no, no. Pulls him up. Hits the backdrop, backdrop senton. Doesn't pin him. No, no, no. Pulls him up. Gets up top. Stumbles about a bit. Thinks, I won't stand on the turnbuckle. I'll stand on the top strand. Really hits a lovely splash. I mean, nasty and brutal, but lovely for the pin. Crowd really into him. He takes Lucas's ice bag. You know, give it an ice bag afterwards. Takes it for himself. And then Finley is in. Jonah bails and the crowd are conflicted. They like David Finley, but they like Jonah as well. They're not quite sure who to cheer for. That's interesting work. And your main event, Bollock Club members Hikaleo and Jay White versus Yumura and Alex Zane. This is going to be a great match. Now, Yumura, early on, prevents the two sweet for Hikaleo and Jay White. The crowd instantly start into a you effed up chant. Now, they could be right, but I like a, a crowd that's febrile and doesn't mind getting involved. It's great. Early on, White just thinks, right, I'm going to go for that then. Goes for punches, really lays him in. Yumura fires back, lays him in for himself until White gets a thumb to the eyes. And Hikaleo's in. Yumura goes for him too. Hikaleo just looks at him. Blocks an arm drag and then hits a single arm plant. Just plants him straight on the mat. That's lovely. Yumura, though, shows how good he is in countering and blocking himself. He blocks an attempt. He must have had four or five attempts at a Boston Crab, does White. Doesn't get it. And then there's a fantastic one. Well, Alex Zane comes in because we know how good he is. Hits his lovely forward flipping leg drop. It's great. Trying to pull Yumura down by his hair. White hurts his hand. He really does, actually. He's really favouring it. But Yumura hangs with Hikaleo. Takes it to him. Works with him. Hikaleo then turns Zane inside out with a nice clothesline. But Yumura lifts Hikaleo with a back suplex. That's incredible. He's so excited, he doesn't realise and walks straight into a Blade Runner. Yes. Then again, you've got Zane's flipping Rana out of the corner. That was great. White was in the corner, so he jumps up him, takes him out of the corner with the Rana. Beautiful. But in the end, it's the Tongan Driller for the Hikaleo pin. And afterwards, White's very good on the mic. He's still favouring that hand. He's still shaking it. Might have broken a finger or something there, you know. Actually, he did go back to the hair later on and managed it, but his hand's damaged. Anyway, does a really nice open opportunity because he's lost the belt 
to Ishii, the, open, the Never Openweight Championship. He wants to have an open uh, offer to young guns who can come and take a chance, like Chris Sabin, who might be very good, he said, if he can keep his legs healthy, and Chris Jericho, he says. And then he mentions Christopher Daniels, who he will fight at Nemesis, and that will be a great match. Young versus old stager. That's going to be really well done. And this whole hour was really well done. Great matches, great roster. Really feels like a, a sweaty club, oh gee no, action. Really good to feel with those crowds back. And it looks different. It looks a bit more grainy. It looks less antiseptic, I suppose. I've got used to being in the studio with no crowds, but it, it was, the, the colours were brighter. Now they're a bit more muted. The crowd make a difference. And I'll tell you what else makes a difference. Putting Josh Barnett in there and saying, that's something that's, uh, that's a bit out of the ordinary. Let's get that involved. Alex Coughlin is one for the future. And it's interesting what they're doing with him. He doesn't win, but he's burnished by not winning. Only NJPW could do this at the moment. Well done. Best wrestling on the planet. Ta-ta.